Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I guess I'm ready. You ready? Yeah. You got your notes in front of you and everything? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I know. Look at you. So polite and southern. <laughs> Welcome again to the True Detective Podcast brought to you by Baltic Tech. My name is Sadie. That guy's name is Shane. Yep, still is. We are talking this week about the episode, um, the first episode of season two called Western Book of the Dead, which do you know anything about the Western Book of the Dead? Uh, I know the regular Book of the Dead, and I want to get into later. I think there's a lot of Egyptian stuff and some weird other stuff going on in here, but no, I don't know the Western Book of the Dead. Yes, and I just read about this. I read a bunch of articles this week, of course, because that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, let me just get back to this. Okay, so the Western Book of the Dead um, is, uh, according to this article in The Atlantic, some kind of mystical hippie tract written in the 70s, essentially... Man evolved from matter, found God, lost God, found nihilism, found art, found solace in sex and psychedelic drugs and necrophilia, abandoned morality, and became, quote, meaningless, enigmatic, machine-like piece of matter. Hmm. So, there you go. That sounds about about right for that time period. That sounds true, Detective E. Speaking of time periods... It sounds sounds 60s-y and hippie-y. Yes. Speaking of time periods... I am confused about the time period of this show. Straight well, up. I can enlighten you. Please do. Well, uh, we know what year it is because, all right, first off, there's a, the paper that they serve to the Hispanic family about, you know, the foreclosure paperwork. Okay. It says 2015 on it. And okay. also, uh, uh, Ray, when he is talking to his son, he talks about his new shoes, his LeBrons. Yes, and yet, you cannot smoke. In California, mm-hmm. after 1999, in a, in a place. <laughs> because I was there in 1999 for a friend's wedding, mm-hmm. where they were just implementing the no smoking inside thing. And so when you went to a bar, they were like, okay, we're still at this point now where we can give you a shot glass, and you can smoke, and you are in trouble if anyone comes by. We're mm-hmm. not in trouble. We're not allowing you to smoke. There's an empty shot glass on your table, and you can smoke. And you can do what you want, and you might get a ticket. Well, but, I can say. Then when I went there two years later, nothing. You cannot smoke in California. Okay, well, I can think of a couple different things about that. First off, it could be some sort of private club or something where that's, you know, a different regulation. It's true because the one place he did have his, like, bottle of Johnny Walker just sitting on the table. Mm hmm. That, that could be a private club thing. True. Or I can say they passed that law here a couple of years ago, uh, even in little you know, middle of nothing Alabama. And mm-hmm. uh, still, when we go out, there's a couple places that they just flaunt the law. You know, cops aren't going to come in and check on it, so they just let everybody smoke, you know. So I don't huh. think that's necessarily an indication of the year, no. Okay, I know, because I was at first, I was like, oh, this has to be 1999 or earlier, but nope, nope, guess yeah, not. Definitely not. All right, all right, letting it all go, letting that go, letting <laughs> it go. But still, like, seriously. I mean, it could actually, I think actually what you just brought up, the fact that they had their bottle of Johnny Walker Black sitting on the table that he was just drinking out of mm-hmm. makes it seem private clubby in a way. I mean, a dive, a really, really, really oh, dive. Oh, yeah, yeah, club. yeah. But, I mean, and I know the bill goes to one, right? You have to, like, pay a couple bucks to get into every year and you can smoke in it. That is one of the places I was talking about, yeah. Yeah, yep. All right, so anyway, moving on. Hmm. The credits. I'm really glad that they kept the credits with the same kind of, like, 
moody thing with things projected on other things. That what did be. you think? What did you think about the song this year? Uh, because I, first off, I loved it, but I've heard people say it's too on the nose. Yeah, well, I, I love Leonard Cohen, so I'm not sure whether it's on. Was the that Leonard Cohen? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, that's, okay. That's, that's, yeah, and I liked I liked the never mind never mind thing. I was thinking about calling this the never mind podcast for me <laughs> <I, laughs> because uh, that was cool. I wrote down the lines that stuck out to me was uh, I was not caught though many tried. I live among you well disguised. I dug some graves you'll never find, which oh very appropriately creepy I thought. And and yeah, very very uh, season one also yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I'm liking I'm liking the parallels between season one and season two, but I don't think there are many. But there it's are mostly some. a thing. It's mostly a thing of theme and uh, mm-hmm. some of the same themes coming up, I think. You know, and uh, mm-hmm. atmosphere. Darn! Someone has started doing some kind of yard work outside, so I'm going to go inside. <laughs> but so um, I'm not sure whether this will work for the rest of the season, but for this episode, I think we should go in um, characters and okay. just talk about each, each character. Well, I think that's um, great for because, this episode, definitely, because we get introduced to so many people. Yeah, exactly. And uh, my notes are just, like, jumping all over the place and so random, and it would be just much easier for me to, like, look at all of my Ray notes, all of my Annie notes. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, uh, let's start with Annie, the fact that her name is Antigone. Mm-hmm. Which I, I think he pronounced it Antagony, but I had always pronounced that Antigon, so I'm an Oh, idiot. really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's, when, that's, when that, I was a kid, cute. I remember I had a book. There was a character in the book named Penelope, and I really thought her name was Penelope. Penelope? So, yeah. Penelope? Yeah. Well, yeah, and like Chloe. How on earth do you pronounce Chloe? <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, bleh. <laughs> um. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, Antagony, Annie Bezerides. Antigone. 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 Okay. Antigone Bezerides. Bezerides, I think it's. Oh, that's fuck. What she said. At, at, at the end, she said Bezerides. I just took so, this from the internet, so I don't know. Yes, but also, so her her sister's name is Athena. Mm-hmm. So obviously, her dad or mom, both of them, or whatever, mom's dead now, are Greek myth people. Interesting thing um, about that: Guru Dad refers to her sister, calls her Athena, the goddess of love, which Athena was not the goddess of love. No, I think I actually read that in a thing because someone brought that up. I think that's what that's what she's calling her webcam thing. She's I don't know. A, I'm pretty sure Athena that it's Athena of, because oh oh you're saying she's using the whole goddess of love thing on the webcam. That, oh, okay. I thought maybe Dad that. was just really flaky and named her that, thinking that was the goddess of love and didn't do any research. You know. Yeah, I think he's a total douche. <laughs> <laughs> and also, he is um, contacts dad. Okay. So, yeah, um, so which is funny because um, we were just talking last week about how Matthew McConaughey was in contact and you forgot about it. Mm-hmm. And he he plays um, her her dad in contact. Well, cool. I did not so, know that. So yeah, I'm like always like, oh, it's contacts dad. <laughs> I thought it was interesting that he doesn't have a name. Uh, they the character at least on IMDb does not have a name listed. Oh but really? Because in in an article I read, they called him Gilbert. Maybe that's what they call him later on. Uh, I just called Maybe. him Guru Dad. But. Guru Dad. I like Guru Dad. Let's go with that. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, it bugs me that her name is spelled A-N-I mm-hmm. on, on everything because that reminds me of Anakin Skywalker. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, and and especially what what's his name called. I, I refuse, the guy whose name shall not be said. It's like, oh, Annie! <laughs> <laughs> well, if she, starts, if she starts pod racing at any point, I may have to stop this show. I'm sorry. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so we got... Exactly. We got Guru Dad and his wife name their kids mm-hmm. after Greek gods, and then mm-hmm. she commits suicide by walking out into a river, and he doesn't stop her because he thinks she's a drama queen, and well, that no, because, brings the because, resentment. Because he, because, he doesn't, because he doesn't want to stop anyone from doing what they want to do. Well, so what right, he said was, yeah, if, if, she, if she had half the flair for drama, that she, yeah, that she might have been a good actress. So I think she was a failed actress. Okay. Who, walked off into a river because she couldn't act. Who kills himself <laughs> by walking into a river? That just sounds just I'm terrible. not sure how that actually even works. <laughs> <laughs> and, and seriously, though, Dick, he's a dick. It's like, really? She Really? She walked in the river and you're just like, eh, all right, I guess she wants to be dead. That's a dick move. But you know what? I agree with them on one thing, which is that Athena 
it's a grown ass woman. And if she wants to pleasure herself on camera for people, you know, she's not hurting anybody. Go for it. Yep. And what exactly is porn? <laughs> that is where I'm hoping that the show doesn't like tip over this barrel of uh, falling down. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Like falling down the rabbit hole into their own ass of being too philosophical. You know, what is porn? It's just, oh, come well, on. Okay, so yeah. you're saying that that guy is that that terrible. And I'm gonna I'm gonna jump back. I'm gonna do what I said I wasn't gonna do. I'm jump to Frank for a second, where he said, mm-hmm. "Never do anything out of hunger, not even eating," which is uh, such a Rustin Cole thing to say. That's such yeah, a cool thing. But to it's say. kind of a terrible thing to say. Of course, you're gonna eat if you're hungry. I don't understand. No, no, no. I know what he's saying. He's saying, you know, never present yourself in a in a weak position or whatever. Never do something out of base animal instinct. But uh, yeah. I don't know. I just think the line was a little bit not the best written line in the world. Okay, <laughs> I, I thought it was so. I thought it was funny, and this is yeah. weird because I'm coming back to my first, the first episode of last season. I thought it was really funny. It just was like lines, just <laughs> random funny lines that I liked. So, okay, so back to Antigone because we're talking about her first. And okay. I have I have two people I know named Antigone, and they both go really? by Tiggy. Huh. Not Annie. They were about Tiggy. I've so never I met anybody her. named Antigone. Hence my yeah. inability to pronounce it. <laughs> Antigone. <laughs> Shut up. Antigone. Yep. Uh, um, so so was, was she, in the first scene with her, was, mm-hmm. was she trying to put something in his butt? Well, that's what I thought because, first off, her character is very much like the woman that acts like the man. You know, the woman that is trying to be a very masculine person, or that seems mm-hmm. to be the stereotype. And so, yeah, the mm-hmm. first thing I thought was she had a strap on and she was trying to go after him with that. But, you know, it, it could have been some bondage, could have been some S&M. I don't know. You know, whatever it was, he was not ready for it. He said, yeah, he said something about, I don't know, I guess he didn't actually say anything about his butt. That's just kind of where, no. where I went. <laughs> well, he said something like most girls don't like that or something, uh, which mm-hmm. generally, yeah, the first thing that I think the first thing everybody went to in their minds was, oh, butt stuff. Okay, yeah. <laughs> butt stuff. <laughs> yeah. You ever watch Community? Um, I have watched a, a little bit, not much. Okay. The character of Troy. Even though it's filled with people I love, and no. There's but. a running joke with Donald Glover's character, Troy, where he jokes about butt stuff all the time. <laughs> anyway. But. Uh, on, it, on her, the other thing I had written down uh, for her was, okay, she's obviously got these problems with her relationship. She gets kicked out of the casino at one point, so she's mm-hmm. having gambling issues, and she obviously doesn't have any relationship with her family, so is there anything positive in her life at all? Doesn't seem like it, no. But the fact that she did do the raid on the house because her sister worked there, or heard the rumors, mm-hmm. it means at least that she wants to, you know, but at I the same think, time, she she just might want to be a control freak over her sister. Exactly. I think she thinks that she's doing the right thing with her sister, but it's also part of her problem that she has with herself, you know? Mm-hmm. And, well, also, and her, sister, her sister had a good point. You want everyone to stop screwing and start taking drugs. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, actually, maybe she's just happy, and she said that she was clean now. Mm-hmm. Being clean is good. Mm-hmm. And, like, if if you want to be fingering yourself on a camera, okay. Well, exactly. As long as you're not that's... doing heroin while you're doing it, that's that's a step in the right direction, is all yeah. I'm saying. Uh, the only other thing I wrote down about Annie in particular was that I love the fact that her partner's name is Elvis. Yeah, and, the, yeah, she's like, hey, El. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> so let me see. I'm jumping forward. Okay, so Annie, uh, the foreclosure thing and the missing sister, Vera. Okay, I've never heard of this before where cops go out and serve foreclosures to people. Is that a thing? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Apparently in this county or okay. whatever. In yep. Vinci. In, in Vinci, yep. <laughs> well, no, so Annie, and sorry, I don't even want to call her Annie because it really, really reminds me of Star Wars. Antigone, mm-hmm. um, she, she's um, not Vinci because when at the end, uh, she and Elvis were called there because it was their jurisdiction. Yeah, she's and with the uh, Ventura County Sheriff's Department. Ventura County, okay. And then what's his name was called there because it was his missing person, and the other guy was there because 
ever so randomly, he was trying to pretty much kill himself on a highway and then just ended up there. Yeah, the three groups are, uh, sorry, Ray is a Vinci City detective. Uh, Annie uh, works with the county sheriff's department. And Paul is a California Highway Patrol. He's a chip. He's a chip. I know, he's chips. I know, Mm -hmm. that's why he's so cute. (laughs) Because he's he's chips. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, he's totally not my type, but I know that a lot of people are like, ooh, that guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but anyway, we'll get to him later. Yeah. So um, so Annie goes to see her dad at the pen. I wrote it down. Uh, I've got it written down, too. Panicapium. Panicapium? Panicapium Institute. Yeah. I have not looked up what that means. It's got to mean something, probably Greek, that yeah. probably her dad doesn't understand what it actually means. There's also, when she pulls up there on the sign, it gives the name of the place, then underneath there's something written in either Greek or Latin, and I couldn't pick out, I mean, it's you see it from very far away, I couldn't pick out all the words. I tried to do a, a Google of some of the words and never came up with anything, but I'm wondering what all of this is going to wind up meaning, you know? Mm-hmm. Or it's probably going to be something really... Uh, uh, like it's going to be an allegory. It's all going to be allegorical for something, you know. Do yeah, you know probably. Much, do you know much about the story of Antigone, or is she related to Athena in the myth? Or no, Antigone. Um, okay, and I have this on a note actually somewhere. She ended up something about her eyes um, and dying in a hole. Let me see. It's here. It's here. It's here. Give me a sec. Her um, eyes. Okay, so. Uh, whatever Annie's dad's philosophy is, his knowledge of Greek mythology is woefully lacking. Mm-hmm. Um, blah, blah, blah. Let's see. Um, and then he named his other daughter Antigone, who was locked in a tomb before killing herself. Oh, so, hmm. Maybe, I maybe, hope that's maybe, not foreshadowing. I thought it had something to do with her eyes, but I could be wrong. I maybe you're be, thinking of Casper because he gets his eyes plucked out. Yes, or no, he got his eyes acid burned out or chemically burned out. Oh, okay. Somehow. But was so. Did you realize the first time you watched it that he was dead the whole time? Uh, it took me until the second time they show him when he slumps over, and then it's like, oh, okay, yeah, this guy's. Oh, that was this hilarious. guy is the well. What it is, I was thinking, I was listing people as I was taking my notes while I watched, and I was like, okay, there's this Casper guy that's been missing, but there's also this ancient guy being driven around in a Lincoln Town Car or whatever, and I didn't put the mm-hmm. two and two together until he flops over, and you're like, oh shit, okay, this is the dead guy, okay. Yeah, I just I totally didn't realize until the second time. And okay, also have you seen the Maltese Falcon? Uh, no, but you're gonna ask about that okay. bird mask. No, not the bird mask. Oh. The the bird, the actual bird statue thing that's sitting next to his driver. Uh, that's Cas- what I meant. Casper's driver. I thought that was a oh, mask. Okay. No, well maybe it was a mask. I don't think so. I think it was. It looks like one of those was... hyper realistic latex masks that you see around, like the horse masks and stuff. Okay, what it looked like to me was the Maltese Falcon. So yeah, but I thought it was I a see... raven or something, and that's why when he had his eyes, you know, burned out, I was like, oh, it's the symbolism because the raven came and took his eyes. Yes, that that could be. I don't know. But but this this show is so film noir, which is actually a genre that I have studied in college and seen mm-hmm. like a hundred film noir movies and the Maltese Falcon among them. And just recently, even I watched it with Milo mm-hmm. and Milo, Milo was like, this is my favorite old movie ever. Like I finally got <laughs> my kid to watch a 1944 black and white movie with Humphrey Bogart. And he loved it. It's cool. so good. But I mean, this is such like a, an LA Dashiell Hammett, you know, Raymond Chandler. Okay. And also that guy's name is Raymond. Boom. What about, all right. What about with, when you mentioned noir? Uh, my mind, while I was watching it, went to a very David Lynchian place on some of the scenes. Uh, mm-hmm. They purposely caught that sign that said Mulholland Drive when they were they you know, going up the highway. And a lot of it felt like Lynch. And he does a lot of this sort of uh, noirish type stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, and also I mean, Chinatown. With, with very Chinatown. With supernatural like, stuff, but yeah. Yes. But Chinatown with um, property stuff and like mm-hmm. like bu- business things, and it's like <laughs> you don't even think about noir stuff as being like business stuff, like people wanting like water rights and land rights and stuff. But that's what Chinatown is, and that's where they're going with this, I think. And okay. that whole like just putting that bird in the front seat. I mean, I I spotted it immediately, and every podcast and every article I've read 
I was like, and did you guys see the fucking bird? <laughs> yes, yes, we saw the fucking bird, and fuck you for mentioning it. Damn it, I thought I was the only one. See, but, I, my head, the first place I went to, and this may go, we may be proved wrong on this, this may be completely wrong, but I thought, okay, that's a bird mask. Guy wore the bird mask, went in there to kidnap him or whatever, and it's all part of this weird cult ritual thing. But Oh, wow, you know, look at you. Well, look I at mean, you, season. Uh, you're season one again. I know. <laughs> I, just, I love secret cult rituals, though. Mm-hmm. I go to them all the time. No, I don't. But all right. So I should give you. I'm going to give you my Amazon code, and I just bought Maltese Falcon recently on <laughs> Amazon. And you need to watch. I've got Amazon Falcon. Prime. This is. Oh well, I bought it though. I don't oh, think it's on Prime. Oh, okay, it was yeah. On, yeah, if it's on Prime, I would have watched it. So just mm-hmm. log out of your Amazon, log into mine, watch this. It's okay. so good. It's required viewing. Okay, okay. This show. It's so good. Um, so let's see. Um, crossing that, that part off. Two of our main characters. No, one of our main characters done. Um, yeah, and so Casper's missing. Let's see. What do I have about, else do I have about Annie? I have to flip my notes around. I'm mixing these all up. Um, <laughs> let's see. Dad, values, guidance, mom, suicide. Um, oh, that she was like, she was like, help your daughter. He's like, I, I did. Yeah. What a dick. But and also when he mentioned defiance, that her her personality is an extended criticism of his values. That was that was a good line. Well, and but, an attempt to get him to uh, like encounter her through argument or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But then she also said he also said defiance, which is like I had this I, my ex husband one day like in a big fight, he was like, like, why are you so defiant? I'm like, you know what? You can only be defiant against your parents. <laughs> like, I, and so I understood yeah. what he said at that yeah. point, but I am not defiant against you, my husband, my equal. Like, yeah, that, exactly. That, that word defiance blew my mind and made me so angry. <laughs> but yeah, uh, and I can also see, I can see it making her really angry also because, you know, she's a grown up now. You the other thing, when you're like, when you go to the store, when someone says, don't, don't go to the store. But yeah, exactly. Up, it's done. The other thing that Guru Dad said during his uh, sermon <laughs> or whatever was uh, the line that stuck out to me. He referred to this as the last age of man. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder what exactly the uh, Panacapium Institute is teaching, you know? It's interesting. Yeah. Well, and what he said, the Ginsburg thing, which is really douchey, that it's like, Ginsburg stuff. Oh, yeah, name-dropping, yeah. A douchey, way, way, right? <laughs> way <laughs> douchey. Um, but I actually liked it. So he said, and I rewound it and wrote it down, Recognize, this is your assignment for the day, recognize the world as meaningless, but also understand that God did not create a meaningless world. And keep both of those in your mind. And I actually started thinking about that. So... Okay. Listeners, listeners, that's your assignment this week. <laughs> are you, Sadie, are you, are, if they show more scenes at the Guru in the rest of the season, I, I'm I'm a little worried that this guy has some sort of hold on you already. This is a fictional character, Sadie. You don't have to listen to what he says. <laughs> I don't? Yeah, are you, you sure? don't have to join the Panicapium Institute. It's okay. Okay. All right. All right, we'll see. We'll see. Just don't get but scared okay, away. So so Vera was there for a while. I assume yes. Vera will show up later, and then she talks to the maids, and she's been gone for a while. She went so, on a uh, a tour, uh, like a uh, it's, it's a club club circuit. Club in, circuit. Thank you. I couldn't in, remember, and I didn't write it down. Sonoma County or something. Mm-hmm. And her club Which circuit. could all just be bullshit, you know. So Vera, they never. Vera is not. Am I insane? Is Vera the girl that Paul is sleeping with? No, uh, no, Vera okay. is no. Vera is just a missing woman. She's uh, she was working at the Panacapium Institute. She's a cleaning woman at different places. But okay. no, she's not okay. uh, Paul's girlfriend right. or whatever. Okay, I th- I thought she was pretty. I thought they showed a picture and she was pretty. And I for a second thought it was her. So Sadie, do you think do you think all Hispanic oh. women look the same? I do. <laughs> I do. It's true. We need to have a talk that- about this. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I want to get to the, our big guys, Ray and Frank, later. So let's move okay. on from Annie to Paul. Okay. And what what do you got on Paul? Okay. Well, uh, we know he served in the military. Uh, mm-hmm. He's got burns, but he says it was not related to the military. Mm-hmm. He also was in something called Black Mountain, which I assume is like a uh, a, a, a Blackwater analog. You know, some sort of 
group. Wait, what's that, Blackwater? What are you talking about? Oh, okay. Uh, Blackwater was the corporation uh, that came into Iraq after the uh, Second Iraq War. Went in there. They're basically the people that the oh. government contracted to go in there and be, you know, go in there and take care of shit. Like go in there. They're the ones that show up and kill a bunch of people with no recourse whatsoever and really aren't held accountable for anything. Oh. Like they're the ones having okay. secret prisons and stuff, whatever. Anyway, so okay. Blackwater, not awesome. a good group. I, and I, I think Black Mountain might be that. Yeah. And uh, let's see. Because he was working for America, sir. Yeah, exactly. That's what these people mm-hmm. from Blackwater would be saying. Um, he oh. pulls over that drunken actress and she tries to claim that he solicited a blowjob but we know that he didn't because mm-hmm. he can't get it up oh that's what i was going to mention his name is paul woodruff like uh-huh. he has a rough time with his wood i don't know i thought it was woodrow it is but it's spelled woodruff like r-e-g-h oh, okay. <laughs> oh oh you're right oh nice <laughs> Nice. And I didn't personally notice it and so I don't want to say that I that I saw this, but someone in an article I read said that his um his like workmates sort of snickered at that. Yeah, well it was as he was leaving, they they saw him come out of the captain's office or whatever and they were like, Hope it's true, man something like that. Oh, see, yeah. Cause, yeah. And yeah, the blue pill thing, when that mm. happened, I asked Chris, I'm like, so that's Viagra, right? And he's like, yeah, Viagra's the blue pill. I'm like, oh, shit, oh, God. So I think his thing is, this is what I like about him, is that he he doesn't have, I don't think he has anything left. Mm-hmm. I don't think he has any emotion, any feeling, anything left that he can actually get. And that's why he drives 100 miles down the road and why he like turns off the lights driving 100 miles and, an hour down the road and no helmet and he, like, either. Has this ho- and no helmet of course which i was really pissed about and like he's like you know sleeping with this beautiful woman but he can't get it up and also that he was like five minutes and then it was like it was 30 minutes like oh my god is that how long it takes for viagra to take effect oh shit that's so sad <laughs> <laughs> well i it's think like typically that. you're supposed to take it when you know ahead of time that some that sexy times are about to happen <laughs> sexy times. That's what Trent calls it too. You know, Do you all call it that down there. You all call it sexy times. Well, no. you know, uh, no, I think. <laughs> all right, if I was him and I was coming home and I know I had this hot girlfriend waiting on me at home, maybe, maybe I pop a Viagra on the way home. You know. Well, yeah, because he worst went to her scenario, house. Worst case he scenario. Went to her house. Oh, I thought they he lived together. Well. No, I don't think so, because she said you're never going to spend the night. Oh, okay. Okay, so yeah, he's and, headed and, to her house. This, he's got to be going there thinking is, about sex. So go ahead and pop a pill. house butterflies. <laughs> yeah. Butterflies. Go ahead and pop a pill. Worst case scenario, you have a boner for no reason. But, you know, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. You show up and she's not there, and you go home. But yeah. He did, I mean, he walked in her house, and mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, you might want to start that off beforehand before you have to, like, leave her sitting on the couch for half an hour going, <laughs> Yeah, I thought you drowned. Is there, yeah. is there a boner in my future? <laughs> <laughs> oh, why are they home already? I'm sorry. Oh, 15, Chris, get home? 7.15. Well, Chris and the boy. No, that's the boy. fine. I guess it's, no, it's fine. It is time. 7.15 to 8 o'clock. So, yeah, they're home do, now. Do you often refer to Milo as the boy? I do, because of Simpsons. <laughs> yep. Nice. He's the boy. <laughs> That's what we do. <laughs> um, so let's see. Where else do I have Paul in my notes? Um, not until he... Oh, wait. Hot girl, Vera, too much. Um, Viagra scars. Viagra yes, scars. That sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, so pretty much we just covered everything about them. So... That's the name then, of my band, Viagra scars. Viagra scars. So I would kind of like to start with mm-hmm. Frank and Ray finally okay. meeting at the end and then okay. go back to them. Because, you know, the last season had the two main players mm-hmm. and I've just been waiting for this ep- for this episode to have two people who have a connection and mm-hmm. no one else does. And I was worried. I'm like, we can't just have four rando people doing their thing. Well, it's we not- knew that they had a connection early in the episode because you get the uh, the flashback. Yeah. Yes, yes. So it wasn't just like at the end they meet up and it's, oh, god damn, they're together. Because we knew that they were connected anyway. 
Yes, yes, with the flashback, yes, which is great. And I, that was was that the only flashback of the entire episode? Yeah. Everything else, modern times. I okay. feel like he's trying to get away from. He doesn't want to do the formula of what we did last year. You know. Absolutely, which I I love. I'm loving mm-hmm. that. I, I love. I love this episode. Did you like this episode? We didn't yeah, start I liked that. it. I liked it a lot. Like, like I said, I saw all those reviews that said, "Oh, it's not as good," or "Oh, it's just bad," or whatever. And I got a little nervous. And then I watched it. I was like, this is a good show. It's introducing everything. It's a place setter because it's the first episode, and you've mm-hmm. got way more characters to establish and put everybody in there. But you've got some good characters. You've got a mystery. You've got creepy possible cult stuff, which is why I watched True Detective. So, yeah. <laughs> well, so I read this other article. It is from the actually the Business Insider, which okay. is really weird. But um, it talks about um, uh, so many scenes um, in episode one. Many of these scenes are not specifically plot-driven, and many of the things that we see or that happen are likely not going to be part of any larger plot. But then we have in this episode, or in this thing, that True Detective is flipping the script this season. That um, every character gets a few scenes living their lives outside of whatever the big plot of the show is going to be. So I think this episode is, instead of laying down a plot, which Mm -hmm. most shows would do, you know, like Lost, for example, like Mm -hmm. this is the plot, this is the thing, now let's get to know our characters. This episode was like, let's get to know our characters before we jump into plot, mm-hmm. which I think is really neato. Yeah. And also, I want at the end, I'm not sure that these people don't know each other when they look at each other. I'm not well, sure they don't I'm, know each other. I guess we'll find out next week. But uh, I know. I, yeah, but the, I don't the know. way that they each look at each other at the very end, I thought they looked, they looked like they might have known each other. Like, Dude, oh, uh, it's possible. I mean, a town like that, yeah. you're probably going to run into cross-jurisdictional stuff at some point, you know. Yeah, it's like, really? What are you doing here? Really? Are <laughs> we going to have to work together? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, so flipping back over to my notes, because I wrote my notes on the back of these articles I printed. <laughs> oh, also, Vinci, totally charming. Don't you want to live there? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think I'll pick up some retirement property. Now, the other thing is, uh, for some reason, when they named it Vinci, one of the first things I thought of was, um, I don't know how familiar you are with the Grand Theft Auto games, but they all take place in these fictional towns. And a lot of them are in uh, Southern California. And there's like San Andreas and uh, Vice City and places like that. And so this just reminded me of that sort of naming thing where it's like, oh, this sounds like it could be a real town, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I listened to, I listened to another podcast today about the show and they obviously hadn't read anything about the show like mm-hmm. that we talked about last week cuz this guy was just like Cuz we're like, awesome. What is what is this Vinci thing? Like, I don't get it. Like, why why are they making up something in the, in like around LA? Like, I don't even know if this exists. It doesn't exist. This is stupid. Well, see, like, this um, is why we're better than them like, because we, we've got you and you do all this research and come to the table with, you know, a ton of shit that I didn't know about ahead of time. So, that's why we're better yeah. than them because we've got you. Well, and it was funny because it was three guys who hadn't read anything, and all of them were, like, at a loss. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> because Vinci equals Furman. Same thing. So, um, there's a line that I don't understand. Can mm-hmm. you explain this to me? Okay. So, so Frank and Ray get together, and Ray gives him the pile of stuff, and he says that he asked the reporter, how long he thought it took Stephen Hawking to write a piece of investigative journalism. Yeah. What does that mean? He's threatening the reporter. He's saying, uh, I'm going to paralyze you if you try this again. Basically, you know, uh, I bet it would take Stephen Hawking a long time to write this, you know, because Stephen Hawking's paralyzed. Oh, because get it? Stephen Hawking is paralyzed. Yeah. Basically, (laughs) it was his way of threatening the reporter. Like, oh, that's dicky. Like a, a version of, oh, let's see if you can do this without any arms. You know, that sort of thing. Oh, oh. So also, though, um, kind of a big letdown with the ski mask and the shush. Kind of, but when it happened, I was like, oh, holy shit, it is Colin Farrell behind the mask. I assumed that was the bad guy of the season because I'm an idiot <laughs> and I follow whatever the commercials tell me to follow. 
Uh, I am easily swayed. <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> well, it could be that Colin Farrell's the bad guy, though. We don't know. Colin Farrell's Colin not Farrell. the guy that was driving uh, Mr. Ancient Guy through town. That's true. That's true. But... Colin Farrell... Okay. All right, first off, Colin, I'm going to quit saying Colin Farrell. Ray Velcoro is... Mm-hmm. Way too hot-headed and way too drunk and way too under Frank's thumb to be working independently as a bad guy. He's not, like, part of a secret cult that's killing people, and he he, he can't be. He's just too hot-headed and too drunk all the time. He doesn't have the brains for it right now. It's true. So, yeah. Plus, so, he, wouldn't work um, against, he wouldn't work against Frank because Frank's paying him. Yeah. I, I like them together, though. I like them, and yeah. they are fine. Fine. That's why I brought it up earlier. It's like finally they're together and mm-hmm. like talking like in in this present time because I think they are the McConaughey and and what's his name from last season. I think this yeah. is the relationship that's going to be the building blocks of this show. Well, when they were announcing season, the new season, they were the two that they announced first. It was you know basically that's yeah. what they were saying. These are going to be our two main characters this year. But, yes. I mean, the other two, I want to see what they get into and how they connect to everything. But, yeah, I, definitely these guys yeah. are the m- main couple. Absolutely. But, yeah, but but what my, you know, with the last season, my favorite stuff was not the actual um, plot of the murder mystery, but was the relationship between those two guys. Yeah. I'm hoping that these are going to be the two people that is the thing. But at the same time, at the end of the episode, when they all looked at each other, mm-hmm. I was I was like, wait. Maybe there's something. Maybe all of them know each other. Maybe this is all a big intricate plot, which I would not put past Nick Pizzolatto to have all four yeah. of them intricately. Maybe like, if combined. next week we get one of those flashbacks and it winds up being, you know, uh, Ray and Annie meeting up five years ago, that would be interesting. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, um, so uh, oh, Ray's kid. I just want to mention this quickly. Um, there's a show called Fresh Off the Boat. With, yeah, um, I heard he was on there. The who? The kid, Chad. I heard he was on Fresh Off the Boat. Yes, he is. Yeah. It's pretty, I just started watching this show the other day. And, yep, and there he was. I'm like, so am I being racist towards kind of pudgy ginger kids? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. They are the same pudgy ginger kid. Uh, <laughs> so, and, all right, let's get to it then. Is he uh, Ray's son? No. No, I don't think so either. No, and it's totally weird because we were watching the show, like at the beginning, I was watching with Chris, like I said, I don't take notes, and we just watch it, and he was like, how is that guy his kid, or how is that kid his his kid, and then the next scene, I was like, oh, well, that's how, and Chris had like looked away for a second, he was like, wait, what? I'm like, um, his wife was raped, and nine months later, that was born? Although, Ooh. you know, you could you could say, we haven't seen the wife yet, we don't know what she looks like, and Colin Farrell's... Irish? I mean, he probably has some redheaded jeans going That's back there true. somewhere. That's uh, true. We haven't seen the wife yet, have we? No. And what I wrote down was... Uh, uh, That's one... really interesting. Yeah. That's really interesting. No, I mean, oh. it's a possibility anyway. I don't know. Uh, I wrote down uh, one son, Chad, fat, sad, ginger, bullied, probably result of rape. Yeah. And that was all I wrote down about Chad. That is the, the saddest <laughs> progression of notes I've ever heard. <laughs> but then, so um, so I also wrote down in quotes, they never caught the guy. Oh, yeah, they so, didn't because he did. He caught the guy and killed him. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, no yeah, question. Because the therapist is like, do you ever catch the guy? Um, no. Uh, oh, okay. Here's a question for you. Do you think that Frank actually gave him that out of the goodness of his heart or was it like I need this guy eliminated I'm going to set him up on a rape and have somebody kill him no I think it was a very godfather thing back to the noir sort of stuff I think it was a a, yeah because I actually wrote down the words um oh there it is um that he said Frank said um maybe we'll talk and the godfather line is maybe that day will never come Okay. But yes. You know, but yeah, you it could be a goodness right? of his heart thing, but I also, I wouldn't put it past him to be, to see an opportunity to get a cop working for him. I don't know. If we no, find out yeah, later I'm, in the season that Frank orchestrated that, I would not be surprised. Yeah. I'm fairly certain this, that, that I believe you, that could happen, but I am fairly certain that it was a, I did this for you mm-hmm. and maybe one day I'll need your help. Quid and then quo. later on, he, later on, he did say, but, 
what's his last name? Vencoro? Velcoro. Velcoro. V-E-L-C-O-R-O. Yeah, him. I'm going to go with him. Mm-hmm. Put him on it. <laughs> yeah. When, like, in The Godfather, it's like, you know, do this for me, and I might ask you for a favor. That day might never come. And, like, that's exactly what I wrote down. That but day you know, might never come. At the point where he's telling his lieutenants, just sort of off the cuff, no, 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 put Velcoro on it. And it's been eight years later. They've got to have been working together for a long time. It's not like that's eight true. years later he's finally calling his chips in. That's true. Good point. Yeah. Good point. So, so I think it's one-sided. I mean, yeah, you gave him some information that he wanted eight years ago, but now he's been working for you for eight years, and there's probably no end in sight. Yeah, good point. But they also don't seem to, like, distrust or dislike each other. No, no, no. I mean, I'm not talk- saying that... They're talking about, like, IVF and, like, hey, you should, like, you should go find somewhere else and have some more kids, dude. You should, like, do this. Like, it seems like they're friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't trying to say otherwise, just that it obviously was not a sort of one-time-only thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I also, my favorite quote from the entire episode, the girl in the car with the ankle bracelet, mm-hmm. she said, I not have had anything to drink. <laughs> when she pulled up, <laughs> some combination of her being in that uh, red convertible with that white top, I immediately, my mind flashed to, I think it's Christine Brinkley from the Vegas vacation, from the vacation movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, Christine. You know, the one that always pulls up next to him? Yeah, that's for some reason. I was like, oh, is he trying to ape that for some reason? (laughs) But I'm going to start using that line. I not have had anything to drink. Next time I get pulled over. Don't don't use it when you get pulled over. I don't imagine that ends well. Yeah, and hopefully that won't happen. (laughs) Um, So let's see. I got any other Ray stuff. Um, LeBron shoes. How is that his kid? Oh, (laughs) is what I wrote down. (laughs) <laughs> sad, sad bullies. Oh, oh, okay. So he has the um the lawyer chick, and mm-hmm. um and he's like sh- shoves her the money. He's like, come up with something, and she's like, um, and he's like, you like paying taxes? Does that mean like take this cash money, figure it out? I think so. Like, and also, I feel like she's your lawyer, and if she wanted more money, she could charge you more. I don't understand why he's having to bribe his lawyer. I think with the cash. Like That's what I'm saying. Cash. Why give her all that cash? Why not just pay well, because, her her fee? Because she, if he gives her cash, she doesn't have to pay taxes on it. I think that's what that oh, line meant. Oh, shit. I totally did not get that. Okay, cool. Yeah, because he, he, at first I was like, what What did that mean? But then I watched oh, the last yeah. time. Okay, I'm paying you in cash. Lot, okay, blah, blah, blah. Lots of cash. Figure something out. Yeah. Yeah. And I recognized her from somewhere, and I need to look it up for next time because I know her from somewhere. Okay, so I think I'm I'm pretty much down to Frank. Okay, let's talk Frank. Got anything to say about Frank? Let's talk frankly about Frank. Um, Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. mm. We skipped a giant thing. What did we skip? We skipped skipped Ray going to Casper's um, crazy, sexy house. Well, I was going to uh, hold off on that because I have one of my uh, lists. (laughs) I have a list of clues to the murder including stuff from his house. Oh, okay. All right, well, let's talk about Frank first, and we'll get to your list. Okay. I'm excited about that. That's awesome. Well, it's not that awesome, but we'll get to it. Okay. <laughs> Frank seems like he has a nice life going for him now. He's got a lot of money, a, a wife that seems really cool. Like, at yeah. the party, she was the one, like, talking to the drunk mayor and talking to the Russian investors and all that. Seems like he's got a good thing going on there. She's sweet, yeah, and she mm-hmm. helps him put his cufflinks on. Oh, somebody online brought up something. Okay, Frank and she have been talking about IVF, right? Mm-hmm. And Ray and his wife tried to conceive and then couldn't. And Paul... But thank goodness she is, got raped, so she got to have a baby. And Paul is taking Viagra. Is impotence a theme? Oh! What if it's like the... What if it's... Oh, my God. What if there's something going on with the, the, the whole town? I don't think that's it. I mean, I'm not. I'm sure that there's not a thing like nobody can get pregnant because that would be huge news. You know, that would be children of men level thing, even in this one little town. But, but that's interesting. Oh, my God. I didn't even put that together. Oh, my God. I think it's wow. more of a thematic element. Like uh, people are impotent. They're unable to uh, not just unable to get it up, but, you know, unable. They're impotent in their lives. They're unable to exert change that they want to do or whatever. Yeah. Well, even even Rachel McAdams is mm-hmm. unable to get someone to like put something up her butt if she wants it. Exactly. 
<laughs> or put something or put up something... Her, his butt. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God. That's really, really, that's the strangest theme for a show I've ever heard. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So everybody has sexual issues at least. Yes. At least. Mm-hmm. Huh. Interesting. Okay. And then, oh, wait, wait. Okay, sorry. I just realized. Okay, our four main characters all have sexual issues. Who has a giant collection of sex shit? The guy that gets killed. <laughs> oh, my God. What is up with this show? I don't know. Hmm. It's HBO. I don't know. It's not TV. It's HBO. <laughs> okay, so Frank is, uh, uh, let's see, he's invested in the California Central Rail Corridor which is he's mm-hmm. trying to, like, shepherd all of that money to get all that land bought up and then everybody get rich off of that. He's trying to get into the legal side of things. Yeah, I think what happened is that it's a, the Prop 1 thing funded that, and it's, he wants to jump in on places that they could put things along the way. Yeah, well, Prop 1 funded yeah. it from the state side, but they're getting funding from the feds, and the feds are mm-hmm. saying there's going to be cost overages, which I assume means more money for them. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, yeah, they're also trying to buy up land to uh, to develop because of this, because obviously they've all watched the first Superman movie where Lex Luthor gives his whole speech about the importance of land and people will always want land. Of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Gene Hackman. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. If Gene Hackman tells you to do something, then 25, 75 years later you do it. Well, so. they picked, uh, just real quick, they picked that back up in Superman Returns, too, where Kevin Spacey <laughs> is talking about, I'm going to build a giant island out in the middle of the ocean, and we're going to have, you know, land. Land! Wait, is Spacey in Superman Returns? Really? He plays Lex Luthor. All right, then I'll watch that. Okay. No, you, should, you any... shouldn't. I'm a big Superman fan. It's not good. I haven't watched any of the new ones, because... Man of Steel is good. Okay. All right, I'll watch that. <laughs> I believe you. Okay. Okay. So All right. um, anyway, so there's the whole so thing Frank. with the rail corridor. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I don't have much written down for Frank. I've got former mobster now runs the Vinci Gardens Casino. Okay, does he run it or does he own it? I think he owns it. I think okay. it's his. So yeah. he owns the casino. And, and then that guy Osip yeah. shows up. And That's the so Russian investors, yeah. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, and he totally fucks him over in a way. Well, he doesn't. Does he actually make his decision before the end of this show? I don't think he does. No, he doesn't specifically say no, but he seems to be saying, I'm waiting until Casper shows up, and then I'm dealing with and, Casper. And then Casper doesn't show up. But yeah. Of course, yeah. But I like the line, too, was like, I want my kids to be like old California families where they don't remember where the money comes from. Mm-hmm. But then I also wrote, poor Frank, I already feel for him because he's trying to go legit. Like his eyes, he did that sad Vince Vaughn eye thing. And I'm like, oh man. I have seen enough TV shows and enough movies to know that the guy trying to go straight never succeeds. Well, yeah. I mean, never. Have, you seen, have you seen Godfather 2? Have you seen Breaking Bad? I have seen that. I think, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Have you? Are you? Are you aware that on Netflix that the um, it's not Mexican, but like Brazilian Breaking Bad is on Netflix now? I knew the show existed. I didn't realize it it's, was on uh, it's, Netflix. It's called Metastasis. It's called, yeah, or Metastasis or Metastasis. Everyone. Yeah, but it's it is fucking shot for shot, word for word. Okay. It is so weird. I watched the first this. episode. I don't know how to pronounce my Greek goddesses, but I do speak a, a pretty good amount of Spanish. And, uh, yeah, it's metastasis. <laughs> metastasis. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, it is so – you've got to watch it. It's so fucking weird. Is it, it shot uh, for shot. captioned in English it's, or – Yeah, yeah. And the okay. pants flowing through the thing and the, like, speaking in it's, – it's so weird. It yeah. is so I weird. I saw where it's they like changed some things. They, all over. they use a school bus because that would be more readily available there. It's, and it's just like when you, when you go see a play, you know, mm-hmm. and like someone else in this play is playing the same people. And so it's the exact same people, exact same words, exact same stuff, but just other people saying it. And it's, it's so weird. Anyway, <laughs> but we digest. Sorry. <laughs> as we are wont um, to do. <laughs> as it's, yeah, it's true. So let's see. Um, so um, you want to talk about, are we done with Ray pretty much? Except yeah. for 
I have, right, uh, except for talking about his, um, what's his name's uh, house? I have a list of secondary characters. Uh, we can go through real quick and just see anybody that we wanted to talk about on this. Uh, is okay. that okay? Yeah. Uh, all right. We got Ben Casper. We covered him. We got Vera, the missing woman. We got uh, Mayor Chistani, who's the one who was super drunk at the uh, party. Yeah, yeah. He's the mayor of Vinci, I guess. Uh, we've got Richard is the stepfather, Chad's stepdad. Mm-hmm. Harris mm-hmm. is the lawyer. Birdmask killer guy. Uh, <laughs> Birdmask killer guy? That's what I wrote down. We've got, uh, <laughs> Guru dad. Uh, we've got Athena. Uh, Dan Hauser. Dan Hauser is the reporter, the senior staff writer who Ray goes and beats up. Uh, I yeah. feel bad for Dan Hauser. Sad for him. And you know, there was actually a thing with Vernon, California, where there was a, a um, L.A. Times like expose about about Vernon, California, and about their um, stuff, about their oh, corruption. Okay. What I want to know is mm-hmm. if the the people who are like the main people in Vernon are making a lot of money. Don't people usually make that money from taxpayers and stuff? But the people in, there's only 112 people who live in Vernon. Well, there's a lot of businesses, so there's going to be business tax and stuff too. Oh, so you get like kickbacks from businesses. As I'm saying it, I'm realizing it. Kickbacks from businesses, right? Well, I was thinking just that they're funded through taxes through the businesses, but I don't know. Okay, Um, because yeah, like, like apparently the guy, like one of the guys who was like mayor of Vernon for 50 years was hmm. making like $600,000 a year. Wow. For a town that has literally 112 residents. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Crazy. (laughs) I got Aspen Conroy, who is the bully and has the worst name ever in the history of anything. I wrote it down in quotes. Is that a boy's name? Then we yeah, got, obviously, yeah, he was not happy with that. His dad's name is Wit, which I actually have a friend named Wit, but he spells it W-H-I-T. The Netflix, not the Netflix, the uh, HBO subtitles spell this W-I-T, just like the guy's name is Wit. Oh, really? Because I spelled it W-H-I-T-T in yeah. my notes, and I and I wrote dick name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wrote Wit, dick name. <laughs> we got, oh, but that, but we, we didn't talk about that scene, actually. Yeah, like okay. very much. Let's but, talk about that scene. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, where he's like, you're a 12-year-old and you are evil as fuck. And, and I mean, I will, true. I will butt-rape your dad with the headless corpse of your mom right here on this lawn. Yeah. And, yeah, it was butt-fuck. Yeah, butt-fuck yeah. your dad with your mom's headless corpse. I I'm like the idea exactly that he looks exactly at Aspen for... I like the idea that he looks at Aspen for a second, and then he's like, "Fuck it, you're 12. Fuck, you know, like he's. It's like he almost oh, thought for a second about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. But also, how does that exactly work? I imagine like, there's got to be some sort of uh, ass spreading contraption involved. I'm not even sure. Yeah, so mom, mom's head up the up the. No, it's a headless head. corpse. So head not there. Oh, okay. So shoulders. I'm like, I'm yeah. very confused about how that all works. I think maybe maybe that was just set of anger, and he wasn't actually <laughs> thinking it through. <laughs> I think you might be you might be on a uh, a good point there. <laughs> all right. I've got uh, Jordan, who's Frank's wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got uh, Elvis as Annie's partner. We've already mentioned Ray's partner is named Teague Dixon. Oh. And he is the one that was the fat, disheveled, doesn't care about his job cop, you know? We've seen that yeah, in a million yeah, different yeah. shows. I have. Uh, He's very sweaty. And then last on my list, I have Michael and Osip, who are the Russian investors. And I don't know if okay. we're done with them or if we're going to keep getting them in, but they're interesting. Do you think um, that Raymond is doing coke? He was very sniffly at that bar. Yeah, he like was all, he was all, sniffing all around a lot. Yeah, he's... You know, all right, here's the thing. He's got to be doing coke. Do you know why? Because he is drinking half a bottle of good liquor at the table and not falling asleep. So he's got to be doing coke. That's a good point. And eventually <laughs> he falls asleep. But well, yeah, but, but that's eventually. That's <laughs> way far into some Johnny Walker Black. Okay. That was, uh, yeah, it was they, they didn't show him doing it, which is weird because it's HBO and just go ahead and show us. But he was just sitting there and all of a sudden he's like... <laughs> It may be something where they're giving us clues now and they're going to actually make it more apparent later on. Uh, also, I just quickly want to say, I think that bottle was Johnny Walker Blue Label, which is super, super expensive. 
Was it blue? Well, yeah, because um, because what's his name said that's meant for sipping, and he's like, really? Well, let me try it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, you're paying me to go beat this guy up. You can also pay for me to drink the most expensive liquor in this bar. Well, yeah, and then the other guy tries to take it. And he's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. that was the noise he made. Yeah, I swear to God. Oh, so then I liked at the very end, mm-hmm. Annie is drinking and gambling, and her phone rings. And mm-hmm. then Ray is asleep at the bar, phone mm-hmm. rings, and yeah, that everyone finally comes together. I feel like, prediction. Doo, 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 oh, doo, wait, doo, wait, wait. Let me get this written down if we're going to have an official, okay. official prediction. Official prediction. Official prediction. At least two of those people know each other. Okay. Aunt Annie looked at him, and, and um, Paul looked at him. They both looked at him suspiciously. Something, okay. There's something in their past where... Those people know each other. Okay, so, so far you have two of them know each other, and two of them will be dead by the end of the season. I just have one okay. of them will be dead by the end of the season. All right. Anything else you want to predict from this episode? Not so far. We'll see about next week, maybe. All right. So we have two emails. I will read the one okay. that I can that I can access, and you can't, and okay. you can read the other one. But first, uh, let's go over the murder clues, if you don't mind. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. Okay, uh, hold on. I was writing down your prediction. Okay. Murder clues. Okay, they go to his house, and... All right, the house is torn apart. All right, when they go up to the bedroom, I saw a lot of feathers everywhere, and I Mm -hmm. thought, okay, so they tore up his down mattress or his his feather pillow, but what if they didn't... What if it's voodoo? What if it's what? Voodoo! It's voodoo. You know, with chickens. Um, Yeah. No, I'm just making (laughs) shit up. with chickens. (laughs) Okay, uh, he had obviously lots of sexual imagery around the house. All right, that skeleton that was down on the bottom floor that they saw, you know, that's mm-hmm. dressed up, that skeleton mm-hmm. is dressed as uh, the Santa Muerte, which is the, the, the death saint, and it's sort of this religion that has splintered off of Catholicism where people worship death, and it's personified in this saint that is dressed up, you know, like he has that skeleton dressed up. So that's yeah, a thing. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, when uh, Ray opens up that book and it has that map, my first thing was like, oh, shit, there's buried treasure somewhere. Because I love leaping <laughs> to conclusions. Uh, so I've got, let's see, sexual stuff, voodoo, treasure map. Uh, also, uh, all right, the guy had his eyes burned out and severe pelvic trauma. Okay, so again, guy was into some really... Uh, I don't want to judge, but he's into some really uh, off-center sexual stuff, you know. And so he got punished in a way that seemed, you know, uh, they said pelvic trauma. Maybe they tried to punish him for sexual deviance or something. Well, there was definitely blood down there. So there's that, and then the eyes out, which the eyes, I keep going back to the whether that's a raven or a, a hawk or something, you know, like maybe mm-hmm. the symbolism of that involved. And, okay, that's all I got. Okay, so do you mind if we take a break and I have half a smoke and then come back down and we do the emails? Sure, we'll do that. And we're back. And we have a couple of emails. Yes, do you we want do. to read the first one? Okay. The one from Nick CR? I would like to read the first email from Nick CR. You should do it. Okay. Uh, it says, Hiya, fellow and the lady Sadie. Hi, Nick. I'm sticking with my usual greeting, even if there is only one fellow on the podcast. That's yeah. it. Hi, hi, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> that said, welcome, Shane. Oh, thank you. Uh, it says, if the preview episode is any indication, you are going to do great. Oh, Nick Aww. is very nice. Uh, also, I have really liked the idea that you two did a season preview episode. Great idea. I'm surprised that you didn't mention In Bruges when you were discussing movies where Colin Farrell doesn't play douchey dudes. Okay, uh, oh. pause. I love In Bruges. I can't believe I didn't think of In Bruges. It is an amazing movie. This is another thing I wrote down and forgot to mention, too. I just watched Minority Report with Milo the other day. Okay. All right. Cool. Do you like it? Yeah. And also, he's in that. So, Did you know yeah. that there's a Minority Report TV show coming on in the fall? No. Yes, there is. What? Yep. Hmm. Hmm. Podcast? I don't know. But <laughs> okay. I love my. I love my. Do you like the movie? Uh, it's all right. I mean, I only saw it one time. I haven't, you know... Oh. Watched it a million times or anything. I own it, and I watch it at least once a year. And so I think it was Sunday. 
I was like, so hey, Milo, let's watch this movie. It's rated PG-13, and there's a little bit of disturbing stuff, but we should watch it. And <laughs> yeah, the only thing he was big out about was the uh, spiders coming in and like wanting to look in the kids' eyes, and he was really traumatized about like, the kid thing. And I'm like, honey, it's just they they just looked in their eyes. That's all they did. Yeah. But, yeah. But then my my worst thing in it was the sandwich thing <laughs> when the guy was like, we left you some sandwich and some milk in the in the fridge and and he goes and he grabs like the rotten sandwich and like bleh, bleh, and then knocks over the fresh milk and drinks the bad milk. And bleh. <laughs> oh, that's, that's the worst. But I love that movie. So yeah, and Colin Farrell is really good in that. So okay, yeah, cool. and, and I wrote it down today. I wrote down, yeah, Minority Report in Bruges. <laughs> well, I, I can recommend all of you listeners out there, please, please watch the movie In Bruges. It's spelled B-R-U-G-E-S. And mm-hmm. it's kind of slow-paced, but it is good. And uh, I don't want to tell you any more about it, but check it out. Yep. yep. Okay. Exactly. All right. Back to the email. He says, uh, unfortunately, I won't be watching True Detective because $20 a month is too much to pay for one TV channel, no matter how good HBO is. Be assured that when I finally do get to watch the season, I will be listening to your podcast then. Have fun, Sadie and Shane, S squared. Cheers, Nick CR, Ottawa, (laughs) Canada. Nick and I have been talking a little bit on Facebook lately because he is uh, up there in Ottawa and he's uh, been watching the Women's World Cup, which I've been getting into as as well. Ah, so we've been. You guys are soccer fans. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not as big a soccer fan as he is, I think, but I I loved the Men's World Cup last year. I'm watching the women's this year, and it's so fun to see him posting like from the games and stuff. So anyway, I know that's really really cool. Yeah. Thank you very much, Nick. And uh, oh, also to the listener, if you have not. Go back and uh, go back and listen to the uh, Better Call Saul podcast because Nick does a great job on there. He really does. I know that was yeah, that was we were very lucky to get him for that. Yeah. that was awesome. So um, this one is from Bricktails. Um, it says, "Hello, <laughs> gentlemen and lady. Um, welcome to welcome to that side of the mic, Shane. <laughs> uh, thank you, Bricktails. Great to see a further addition to the spreading Baltic effect empire. Reassured by Sadie that I didn't have to power watch through season one of True Detective, um, though it's on my list. I watched and greatly enjoyed the first episode of season two. That's oh, good, said, good, good. I, I don't have any comments because I have no idea what the hell is going on so far. <laughs> I just, just wanted to um, fire off a quick note to you guys and say hi, and that I'm looking forward to watching this season with you guys. TFFN Bricktail slash Bruce. Um, and the P.S. says, um, have you seen Inside Out yet? Because it's specifically to me. Um, I'm not sure how old your son is, but my three, six, and just about eight-year-olds loved it, as did me and my wife, best Pixar movie since Toy Story 3, and maybe even best since Up, which is cool. Um, and so, Brick Tales, side tale, or side side note <laughs> to you, um, I was at work with Milo on Friday, and we watched the preview, and I got weepy during the preview. As, as I want to do to get weepy during things. And so Milo was like, looking at me. He's like, are you already crying? <laughs> I'm like, yes. So what's going to happen when we go to this movie? He's like, you're going to cry. <laughs> yes. That, that's going to happen. Like I cannot make it through the preview without weeping. So I just want to throw to out. I just want to throw out there that I, uh, I don't have any kids. I don't have any excuse to go see a Pixar movie. I'm still going to go see it. And I'm still going to love it. And I'm probably still going to cry. Yeah, because, I mean, it's got so many good people in it. And, yeah, I mean, Louis fucking Black is in it. Amy Poehler. Uh, and Amy Poehler, Mindy Kaling. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. But Louis Black has anger. I mean, how, yeah, I'm like, they, they approach Louis Black, and he's like, really? Really? <laughs> me? Really? You want me in a Pixar movie? They're like, yes, please. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, welcome to the Pixar podcast. Brought to you <laughs> and thank so, you, Rick Tales, you, for the email. Yes, if you guys would like to be like Bricktails and uh, Nick CR and write into us, you can write to us at balkaneffect at gmail.com. If you feel like dropping me a separate extra line, you know, Bricktails has my email, you know, whatever. <laughs> just ask him um, and he'll give it to you. Just ask him. <laughs> and um, But other than that, um, thank you for joining us once again for the True Detective Podcast brought to you by Balkaneffect. My name is Sadie. That guy's name is Shane. Yep. And we will look forward to seeing you guys next week to find out who is uh, um, who really likes to be judged. This is my least favorite life The one where you fly and I don't A kiss holds a million deceits And a lifetime goes up 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking.、Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and、uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.